0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Welcome to House of Horrors. I'm your host, Jonathan B. Lerner, here on the Believe Podcast Network. The number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? What's up, everybody? My name is Jonathan B. Lerner with Believe and House of Horrors on the Believe Podcast Network. I hope everyone's doing well. We're kind of living in a world of horrors at the moment, but if we can just take a moment to step aside and you know, just not talk about anything real for a moment, then hey, I'm happy to help you do that. Tonight's going to be a kind of combination episode. We are going to talk about a film in particular, but it's also going to serve as an impetus to talk about something that I've touched on multiple times already throughout the series, and that is remakes. What? Remakes. Great films get remade very often, but in the horror genre even crappy films get remade very often good films bad films films no one remembers doesn't matter if it's a horror film it's probably going to be remade for a number of reasons one of them is a lack of originality but the other is say it with me money i find it interesting someone who was asked about remakes Semi-recently was the great horror director, John Carpenter, and I thought his answer was absolutely perfect. First of all, remakes in general are popular now because of the amount of money a company has to spend advertising to get people in the theaters. And one way to cut through the clutter of advertising that's out there is to come with a title that they've heard of. So, for instance, all the horror remakes, the thinking is maybe you saw it with your brother when you were young on on, uh, home video, or you've seen it on television, and we're going to update it. So it has a built-in awareness. Absolutely. God knows that we are just dripping with nostalgia nowadays. Look at television, for example. You've got Fuller House. You've got the revival of Will and Grace. They were great in their time, but... Come on, do we have? Is there no original ideas nowadays? And that's kind of where we'll go with this. But before we get into the remake portion of the episode, let's talk about the film, the original film, shall we? Tonight we're going to talk about Child's Play. The original Child's Play, which, again, like a lot of the films we've already discussed, did kick off a series of movies. I think, I don't know, they're up to like 29 by now. But the original. In fact, when I really think of the original Child's Play, I think of the first three. And it all started off by introducing us to a man named Charles Lee Ray, a.k.a. the Lakeshore Strangler.
0: The Strangler, Wabash, and Van Buren. Oh, shit. Oh, God, I'm dying. You hear that, you son of a bitch? I'm gonna get you for it! I'm gonna get you, and I'm gonna get Eddie!
1: All right, a couple of things. First and foremost, I just want to say that since I started recording this, it has started pouring down rain, and I can't do anything about it. You're probably going to hear it. So, on a dark and stormy night, we did this podcast. What? Uh, Don't worry about it. Okay. So, Child's Play. Yes, the film slash series that introduced us to chucky the killer doll now i have to say when you take a step back and you look at this film in general and you think okay you got a killer doll stop right there it sounds 100 percent a stupid a big flopperoo but it wasn't i have to tell you to prep for this show i went back and watched the original film did some research and the original film is really good it's well-written, it's smart, it has all the elements that I think you need to create a successful horror film. They just have one downside, and we'll get to that in a minute. Or actually, why don't we just get to that now? The little boy, <laughs> the little boy who plays the lead character, Andy, can't act. I mean, he, he's a terrible little actor, and I say that with nothing but love and goodness in my heart. The other actors in the film are great, especially Brad Dourif, who does the voice of Chucky and plays Charles Lee Ray and has stuck with this character for decades. Now, Brad Dourif is an excellent actor, and he was nominated for an Oscar. You might know him as Billy Bibbett in the film One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. He looks nothing like that nowadays. FYI, he's 70 years old, but that's not even the point. The point is this. The film Child's Play, in my opinion, has stood the test of time because of Chucky. Single-handedly because of Chucky. And look, a lot of people went into the creation and the execution of the character of Chucky, but no one more so than Brad (laughs) Dourif. So, all right, the basic storyline of Child's Play is... You've got this murderer, this evil person, who gets shot by the cops, transfers his soul into this doll, not because he wanted to, but because it was the only thing he could find seconds before he died. I don't want to summarize the storyline too much, because the point is, we see this voodoo transition of soul from human into something else, and that's an important element. That we'll talk about. But he transfers his soul into this doll, and somehow this doll is sold to a woman for her son. Her son couldn't be happier.
0: Hi, I'm Andy. What's your name? Hi, I'm Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi Ho. Ha <laughs> ha.
1: And naturally, we find out that this doll that she had to buy from some peddler off the street, because apparently they're very expensive, is, of course, the doll that the serial killer transferred his soul into. And there, we start our journey with Chucky, the killer doll i tell you this origin story because i think it is the single most important element to the success not just of this film but of this franchise we know why this doll has come to life we also know why this doll is evil and why it is hurting people but even more than that the reason it's important is become is because it allows the character to really get fleshed out and we get to know him, his quirks, his personality traits. And we watch this doll. It's not just we that Charles Lee Ray's soul goes from human into the doll. We watch this doll throughout the film and certainly throughout the series of films. We watch this doll, this shiny plastic doll with bright blue eyes and, you know, looking like a cabbage patch kid. We watch him Evolve into a very human looking little man. It's very subtle, but not so subtle. (laughs) And it's very effective. And I harp on this for a, a number of reasons, but one of them is because it almost was not the case. Listen to Don Mancini. He's one of the original creators, and he actually wrote the original screenplay for this film. And The reason Chucky came to life originally had nothing to do with Charles Lee Ray or really any living human being. Other than Andy, that is. The little boy, Andy.
0: In my original script, a doll is actually a sort of supernatural manifestation of the boy's id. So the doll is specifically going out and striking out against the people that this kid feels this unexpressed rage toward. One of the features of the dolls that didn't make it to the final film is that they have synthetic blood in them, so that if you play with a doll too roughly, the latex skin will break, and then it will start to bleed, and then you have to go out and buy Band-Aids. In a rite of brotherhood, the little boy cuts his thumb and the doll's thumb and mixes their blood together, and it's after that that the doll comes to life. What the hell is that shit?
1: Alright, a couple of things. First of all... What? I mean, look, it was 1988, right around the time I was born, but I don't think there were that many dolls that bled on children, and I don't think that would have been a huge selling point. Just me, just me, but frankly, bleeding dolls, very weird, very weird, number one. Number two, if the doll started killing people because he was a manifestation of Andy, the little boy's id, then that means, ultimately, it's Andy who's causing this violence to happen. It's Andy killing people. And suddenly, he's a part of it, and you're not really rooting for him. It's just, it just wouldn't have been good, and it certainly wouldn't have allowed for the continuation of this character over decades, as we have seen. Because there wouldn't have been much of a character. It just would have been, it would have been part of the kid's psychology. Thank God a decision was made against that. One of the producers, a man named David Kirshner, he recognized the problem immediately, and he sent the movie in a different direction. I felt that there needed to be more of a backstory with something malevolent that would possess this doll to be so evil, and that was the soul of the serial killer. And also, how much rage can you really have at age six? I mean, look, I know some dark... People. I also know some people who went through some traumatic stuff in their childhoods. They lost a parent, their parents divorced, abusive families. But I don't think any of them were so filled with rage by age six that they could have manifested a doll to brutally murder people with a knife. More importantly than that, though, the character of Chucky, not just his backstory, but his personality, the the fact that we're able to get familiar with him, his quirks, and his personality, that is hugely important. Not just to this film, but to the whole franchise.
0: <laughs> this is it, world. From now on, no more Mr. Good Guy.
1: Another thing this does for the film, for the franchise, is it adds a very concrete supernatural element One of the things I always harp on that I think all horror films really need to be successful is a supernatural element. If you just have someone going around killing people, that's okay, but it gets a little stale after a while, and I say that knowing how well Halloween has done, knowing how well Scream did, even, I know what you did last summer, very popular, I'm sure if they rebooted that series it would do very well, because nostalgia, anyway. The supernatural element here is the voodoo. Charles Lee Ray uses kind of a voodoo magic to transfer his soul from his body into the doll. And then he also tries to use the same voodoo to transfer his soul from the doll into Andy.
0: Adi, Dewey, Dembella. Give me the power I beg of you.
1: But probably even more importantly than that, it adds a human element to this doll's behavior. In the very beginning, when the boy gets the doll as a gift, and suddenly we start noticing there's a weird relationship there, and then we find out what the the doll has been telling this boy. And it sounds like something a human, frankly, a asshole-ish human, maybe a serial killer might even say to a young boy to try and manipulate him to play mind games like humans do. Andy, who are you talking
0: to? Chucky! Chucky, huh? Yeah, sure, Chucky. He's sitting right over there.
1: As I pointed out, this boy cannot act. Good kid, cute boy, can't act. Chucky's
0: been talking to you too, hasn't he? What's he been saying? All kinds of things. His real name is Charles Lee Ray, and he's been sent down from heaven by Daddy to play with me. Anything else? Yes. He said Aunt Maggie was a real bitch and got what she deserved. how can you say something so horrible? I didn't say it. Chucky did. Andy, stop it. You know perfectly well that you're making this up. But I'm not. Chucky's alive. Really. Andy. Chucky.
1: Chucky's a dog. He's made of of plastic and and stuffing. Look at him. Look at him. Fun fact, the woman playing Andy's mother is the woman who went on to play the mother on Seventh Heaven. You can see the dreams go... Whatever the fuck the theme song is. A very popular show on the WB. (laughs) Anyway, you realize at that point that, yeah, there's something, there's something very not right going on here. This is, this boy is very innocent, very pure, and obviously we know what's going on here. But the parents don't. Until they do. The mom believes Andy, because if there's one thing Andy has not been throughout his short life, it has been a liar. She has always taught him to tell the truth, and he has listened. So, The idea that he's making this up and just kind of completely fabricating a story, she knows is not like him. And so when things start going awry in their lives and, you know, he's making up these stories, quote unquote, she can't help but wonder if maybe he's telling the truth. And when she realizes he is, she becomes aggressive. And that's when we meet the real Chucky for the first time.
0: Talk to me, damn it, or else I'm gonna throw you in the fire! You stupid bitch! You filthy slut! Did you fuck with me?
1: All right. So as I mentioned, I went back and watched this film again. I did some research, and I have to say. There's a reason I'm playing these clips. First of all, it's to remind you of the personality and the character that Brad Dorf created through Chucky. But also, I have to say, so this movie was made in 1988 and they used mostly animatronics for the Chucky character. And you would think going back and watching a movie like this that the special effects would be would look bad comparatively. Well, they don't. They look great. They look really good. And having seen the remake... Ooh, my first reference to the remake. Let me just say this. We live in this world of CGI, and it does a lot of good. It CGI makes movie magic like we couldn't even imagine. But there are certain special effects that it has not improved. And horror is really among them. And this movie in particular... The trickery and mastery they were able to do through puppetry is just unbelievable to me. The faces this doll was able to make were they unbelievable, and a lot of work went into it.
0: I saw the understructure for Chucky, and there were a number of mechanisms for subtle things happening in the face. In one head, it could look sweet, and then and then it could instantly get
1: angry and you know ugh, and those little tiny features would suddenly become devilish there's one puppeteer that just does the eyes his job is to blink them move them left and right up and down all that stuff and that's it Then you've got a guy that does the brows and the cheeks you have another guy that just does the mouth so he's doing the jaw with a mechanism that goes on his head
0: maggie yeah Amp- Maggie, Amp-
1: and then he, he moves the lips with little joysticks with his fingers so there's three people that just worked Chucky's face. Three people that just worked Chucky's face. And like I said earlier, you know, we watched this evolution of Chucky, where he goes from a Cabbage Patch doll to looking more and more human over time. And that was not by chance, that was very intentional. There was a kind of a developmental stage of, it's a doll at first, and then it kind of became progressively a bit more human. The doll slowly begins to change it becomes more human so that the skin quality had to change it had to go from shiny plastic uh, toy-like into more fleshy looking
0: more human it had to get have little moles and freckles on it his eyes got deeper it follows the line of thinking that we teach the special makeup effects students what do i need to see to make me believe that what i'm seeing is really happening so if you can give life to this piece of rubber the impression of life is there
1: All right, now let's jump ahead to the remake, okay? Oh boy, I saw the remake in the theater, and, you know, I didn't really have any expectations for it. I kind of wondered why they were making a remake, considering they've still been making sequels. But that's neither here nor there. If you go back and look at every episode we have released here on House of Horrors so far, all of them, all but one of them, have been remade in some form or another. The only one that hasn't been explicitly remade has been The Exorcist, and I believe that is on slate to be remade uh, next year, which people are very upset about, and I understand why. It's a great movie. People love it. They don't need to remake it. And frankly, that's how I felt about Child's Play. I'm not even a huge Child's Play fan, but... It kind of did the unimaginable, which was, it wasn't a great idea, a talking doll who goes and kills people. That could have been a big flopperoo, but it wasn't. It caught on, it did very well, it spawned 98 sequels, and those even made money. Let it be. But they didn't, because they can't. Now let's talk just for a minute about remakes in general. Truth be told, I don't have a problem with remakes inherently. If there's a film out there that a director feels can truly be made better somehow, answering certain questions or filling in certain plot holes or even adding a new twist that no one had thought of, fine, if you really feel you can do that, then go ahead and do it. But here's the thing. There has to be a good reason to remake a film. And simply knowing it can make money is not a good reason, God damn it. Now, with the Child's Play remake, they at least made some changes. I do feel that's important. If you're going to remake a film, you have to make changes. You cannot just make the same film. If you do, what was the point of remaking it in the first place? So, it can tell the same story. That's fine. But there has to be an altered theme. You have to change things up a bit. Somehow, some way. But... They have to be for the better. It has to make the movie better. If it's not going to make the movie better, here's some advice. Don't do it. The Child's Play remake, it did change things up quite a bit, but not for the better. Not for the better at all. And I have to say right here now that I'm stunned that this movie got anything but absolutely abysmal reviews. Anyone who gave this movie the remake of Child's Play a good review is an idiot and should not be paid to give reviews. I don't want to give anything away. But the biggest change they made in this remake was, oh, you know that element that I harped on a lot earlier in this podcast? about how he had that backstory, Chucky had that backstory, and he was a human, and he was a bad human, and we saw the supernatural element and all that stuff. They took all of that out. What? They basically negated everything I said made the original film work. I mean, truly stunning. So they updated it, and instead of... Oh, my God. So they made the the doll the good guy doll, they called it Buddy, B-U-D-D-I, and he was high-tech, kind of like an Apple product, and instead, here's a big spoiler alert, so get ready, instead of being inherited by the soul of a serial killer, it was just a technical glitch, some employee, some you know, angry ex-employee did something in the factory to screw with the wiring and made a buddy doll malfunction to the point where he kills people. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We have some really high tech technology nowadays iPhones, for example, and sometimes they malfunction. Sometimes they do things we wish they wouldn't do. They never kill people, ever. Do you really think, I mean, I'm telling you, what this employee did, it took two seconds. It just kind of redid the wiring. He redid the programming. He typed a word in where it should have been a different word. And suddenly it took this doll from being your buddy to being a murderous psycho. You think it should be that easy? To do that, do you think there could be a doll on the market where an employee could easily turn it into a psychotic serial killer with a knife? I don't think so. re a a Number one. Number two, I told you, I've said this over and over again, I'm going to say it again now. Part of what made Chucky so endearing and so interesting to the audience was his character was his personality as i said he was a human and therefore he was able to draw us in with his personality with his voice
0: you little shit! do you know what you've done it's too late i've spent too much time in this body I'M FUCKING TRAPPED IN HERE!
1: With the new twist that they threw on for the remake, all of that is lost. He is a robot. He is a machine. He's a toy. So he's malfunctioning to the point where he wants to murder people. That would never happen, number one. Let me tell you what what spurns Chucky to go from being your buddy to being a murderer. He sees a cat hurt Andy. What? Uh,
0: what is that? I can't scratch me. It hurts like hell. Kitty hurt Andy. Uh, yeah. Stop Stop! You can't do that, okay? Well, why would you do that? He was hurting you. He was making you unhappy.
1: And you've just heard Chucky's new voice, the voice of Mark Hamill. Yes, that's right. Luke Skywalker is the voice of Chucky in the remake. Now, weird, very weird, because Mark Hamill doesn't have a great... I know he's done voiceover work. I know that. But as a children's doll, remember, Chucky's voice, the good guy, the good guy doll's voice sounded like this.
0: Chucky, and I'm your friend to the end. Heidi
1: ho <laughs> The new Chucky, the buddy Chucky, his voice as a, as a doll, as a kid-friendly doll sounds like this. You are my
0: buddy until the end. More than a buddy, you're my best friend. I love you more
1: than you will ever know. I will never let you go. What the fuck? I'm sorry, but to me that is creepy as hell from the very beginning. I mean again, Brad Dorf's voice that rugged uh I mean that laugh and the scream he screamed a lot. Even when this new buddy gets angry, he sounds the exact same.
0: Guess what, Andy? Now it's going to be you and me forever. I was broken, Andy. I couldn't make you smile. But I'm better now. I know how to make you happy now. Maybe you don't want to be happy. (laughs) Maybe you're broken too. Maybe I need to open you up, see what we're dealing with. I'm gonna fix you, Andy! Yeah!
1: You lose the supernatural element. You lose all of the good aspects of the original film. I I'm sorry, but like this to me is insane. To make Chucky go from being inhabited by an evil person's spirit to just a mechanical malfunction is insane. And they used Mark Hamill's voice and he's like, You are my birdie. It's just it's like it has no personality. It has no character. It has no It has nothing. It's nothing. This is a horrible movie. I thought this remake was so horrible because again All The change it made was it took out the supernatural element. It took out the single aspect that made the Chucky character interesting and made it completely devoid of personality. So overall, when I look at this remake and I have to say yes or no, I I just have to give it a big old fat... If you enjoy this show, please remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Actually, I I guess iTunes doesn't technically exist anymore. Apple Podcasts, or whatever it's called. We're also available on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, basically wherever podcasts are found. If you can find podcasts there, you can find us there. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Leave, that's capital B-L-E-A-V, podcasts and of course feel free to follow me i'm at j-o-n-b as in boy l-e-r-n-e-r that's j-o-n no h b as in boy l-e-r-n-e-r that's my handle on twitter instagram all that fun stuff
0: Until the end More than just buddies We are best friends Don't ever leave me Please don't say goodbye I'll be yours till the day That I die